Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show. Watch every week on Free Speech TV, Link TV, YouTube, or if you're in New York, CUNY TV. Prefer to listen? Subscribe to the free podcast at lauraflanders.org. I end every week with a commentary. I call it the F word. Here's this week's. Abuse of power, corruption, violation of the social contract. If you're an American Democrat, chances are Donald Trump's disdain for all of those has been evident to you for a bit. The spectacle of the president now using the power of his office to urge the leader of Ukraine and now China to investigate a political rival has probably pushed even reluctant impeachers over the brink. The American people deserve to know the full story, says House Leader Nancy Pelosi, and she's right. So then... Let's look at that full story. Abuse of power, corruption, a social contract in shreds. Think corruption in the USA and American media have trained us to think of one man, Trump. He's the perfectly constricting frame. His name's emblazoned on clothing and consumer goods in buildings across the world in gold. He's obsessively concerned about his own personal brand and snarls back at every slight with his own personal tweet. With his decades in the spotlight, he's a TV star in a fame-addled state that loves to love or hate its stars. Trump makes it easy to pin our corruption problem on a person, and that's the story our cliques and commercials-driven media like. But what if our corruption problem wasn't purely personal? The personal matters when the person in question's the most powerful man on the planet, but what if the full picture is fuller than that? Look around from Puerto Rico to Hong Kong and now Iraq, Haiti, and Kiev. People everywhere are rising up, writing in a local paper blessedly preserved for the people and kept out of monopoly control. Will Bunch, columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, wrote Sunday that the autumn of 2019 is fast becoming the most revolutionary season on planet Earth since 1989 when the Berlin Wall fell and it took a dictator's tanks to subdue protesters at Tiananmen Square. The common thread, he writes, from Moscow to San Juan has been an epidemic of political corruption. Quote, it's a story that arguably begins in the 1980s when a worldwide movement toward liberal democracy masked the more significant fact that an elite technocratic class and a religious fervor for unrestrained capitalism were creating inequality on an epic scale. To return to that fuller picture, here in the U.S., we live in a nation where at least 40 million people, and in reality as many as 140 million, live in poverty. And three individuals had a combined wealth of $248.5 billion, the same wealth as the bottom 50%. We live in a land with the highest incarceration rate in the world, where getting locked up is a constant threat. The highest court in the land defends the freedom of money more assiduously than the freedom of people, and our democracy, like our media, is essentially pay-to-play. In a system that unequal, corruption's not just the way we swim or the swimmer. It's the water we swim in, and no inquiry on earth is going to fix that. From that sort of corruption, a whistleblower won't save us. A whole nation of them might my interviews with the folks behind the Economic Hardship Reporting Project or our upcoming special episode with the activists from Hong Kong, go to our website. That's www.lauraflanders.org. And if you've yet to subscribe to our podcast where you get all sorts of free extras, do it through your favorite podcast app. And if that app is Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to write a review. It helps us spread the word. Thanks.